When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Glover's Talk here at the Somerset Live offices. Um, this week we'll be talking about Yeovil Town's victory over Southend in the first round of the FA Cup. And that also that victory brought a second clean sheet in a row for Darren Way's side. So we'll be discussing if he's solved Yeovil Town's defensive problems. We'll also be discussing who we want Yeovil Town to face in the second round of the FA Cup. And also be doing our own draw as... The draw is at seven o'clock tonight. Sadly, before we um, say after we've recorded this podcast, and then finally we'll look ahead to the Mammoth seven hundred mile round trip ahead of for the Glovers this weekend as they face uh, Carlisle away. Um, here in the office with me, your host Josh Fordham, is sports editor Stephen Dalbiak. Hi, Josh. And also reporter Liam Trim. Hello there, Josh. So you're feeling better this week, Liam? Um, Liam. Failed a late fitness test last week, and we had to sub him out right before the the start of the the podcast. It's been a difficult time for me, but I'm I'm ready to to get back on form. I think the medical staff have just got to give them a big shout out for everything they did last week. Absolutely. So um, thanks to everyone who's tuned in to the podcast so far, and don't for, uh, forget to subscribe on Audio Boom and iTunes, and also check out the SomersetLive.co.uk website all the latest Yeovil news throughout the week. So before we discuss Yeovil Town's victory over League One side Southend on Saturday, um, we're going to do our own second round draw. Um, like I said earlier, that the draw is at seven o'clock tonight. Um, sadly, we're recording this at just before midday. Um, so let's let's get started with the draw, and hopefully there won't be any technical uh, hiccups like the Carabao Cup. I mean, how hard is it to get? <laughs> get a draw right you just pull some numbers out of a hat so Stephen is going to be drawing the home teams and Liam the away team so we've got a bucket full of balls here which uh, is some paper inside a Nescafe Azira um, coffee tin. other brands so, available of course other brands of coffee are available um, so let's get started Stephen you first you have a good proper shake around don't you like careful not to cut yourself on the uh um, health and safety nightmare. Paper cuts could be a nightmare here, yeah. Oh, I've got number 21. Number 21, that is Plymouth Argyle. Oh, local Devon outfit, of course. Yeah, so, and they we're facing, Liam, if you want to draw the next uh, the next number. Let's see if we've got a nice local trip for, for, for Plymouth. Number 11, Josh. Number 11 is Luton Town. Oh, that's Ooh. a big heavyweight well, clash a good, Yeah, it's a good draw. Great. That's a great one. Uh, Luton doing very well in League 2 this year, I think there'd be a real upset, or chance mm. of an upset in that one. And they beat Portsmouth at the weekend. They did. Good match. Number 36. Number 36 is Northampton Town or Scunthorpe United. Oh, still one to be decided there. Yeah. And they will play. Number 27. Number 27 is Notts County. There's another potential upset in that one as well. Yeah. Doing very well in League Two. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say, picking the away teams, I'm really excited to try and pick out a long trip for Stephen here as the the Yeovil reporter. 
Oh, that's number nine. I thought it was four. Yeah, number nine, nine but... is Forest Green. So, very, very good, very good vegan food up there. I'd what, recommend. What number are you? What we're looking at? They, number six is what we're looking out oh, for wow. here, guys. Um, right. Forest Green will play. Forest Green not doing so well in the um, in the league this season. So, it could be an easy one if you're able to get it. Number seventeen. Number seventeen. They'll be playing Leatherhead or Billericay Town. Ooh. And of course, Billericay have an absolutely unbelievable squad this season. And they have Jermaine Pennant. They've got Jermaine Pennant, Paul, Paul Conchessy, Jamie, Jamie O'Hara. Oh. Uh, Jamie yeah. O'Hara's fallen a long way. He used to be a lovely creative yeah. player. Well, he was only, he, he was one who he, he was adamant he'd be um, he'd be at a club in January last year, just before he turned up on Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> so <laughs> he's obviously got his priorities in the right place. Yeah. And so yeah, next next up, Stephen. Number twenty four. Number twenty four is Coventry City, Ooh, former titan of the game. Yeah, lovely winners stadium. in nineteen eighty seven. If my memory is right. They will play number 30. Number 30 is Woking or Berry. That could be could be an easy easy tie for commentary, should it happen. Number 31. Number 31 is Crew Alexandra. Ooh. Crew will play number 29. 29? 29, yes. 29 is Maidstone United. Your local who, teams. My, yeah, Maidstone boy originally, so they had an emphatic win over Cheltenham Town at, at the weekend. Yeah. Huge result for Maidstone then. Yeah, absolutely. Doing well the in the conference the this season as well. Got yes. Number 33. Number 33 is MK Dons. Ooh, oh, that would be a tough one. It would be a tough one. No one likes to go yeah. to MK Dons, really. I don't think anyone likes MK Dons, do they? Yeah. <laughs> and MK Dons will play number two. Number two is Bradford City. Oh, that'd be a good tie. That I Bradford would, yeah. beat Chelsea, didn't they, a few years ago in the cup? They did. Well, they obviously got through to the uh, the final of the League Cup. Swansea beat them, didn't they? They did, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, they had a good run there. Got a good cup pedigree there, Bradford. Number eight. Number eight is Cambridge United. Ooh. Lovely place to go, Stephen, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we've only recently been there. Yeah. Enjoyed the Premier Inn in Cambridge. So. Very nice. Good breakfast. Cambridge will play number 15. Number 15 is Blackburn Rovers. Oh, that's a big tie. So you yeah. always want the League 2 at home to the League 1 teams. You always chance you can get an upset in those yeah, ties. Yeah, as you overall showed at exactly. the weekend. Next up we have... Number 25. Number 25 is Chorley or Fleetwood Town. Wow. That's a big former Jamie Vardy club, of course. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Is that non-league by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> and, and those either one of those teams will play number seven. They'll have to travel there. Number seven is Peterborough United or Tranmere Rovers. Well, there's a lot of uh, to be decided. Yeah, there's draw. there's quite a few uh, a few draws yeah. at the weekend. So that's be interesting. Who gets through that game? That game there. Next up, we have. Number 13. Number 13 is Hereford. Ooh, will they be unlucky for some? I'm just having yeah, to very... use my pen to swirl yeah. the pot here in a <laughs> very technically the savvy way. No longer do- doing the job, is it? So Hereford will host number 14. Number 14 is Geisley or Accrington Stanley. Oh, Accrington well, Stanley. Be... Who are they? Exactly. <laughs> Say go, shout out to Geisley, former non-league local team of mine in my uni days. Used to be ticket, pint a pint for a tenner. Great deal. Great value. So next up, 
think John Watson's a Hereford fan, you know. He's got, he's, he's got some big fans, Hereford. Number 39. Number 39 is Gateshead. Or oh, this could, could be, be a big trip for the Oval Town here. <laughs> they will play. Number 16. Oh, number close. Uh, and that is number 16 is Doncaster Rovers. So that's Gateshead at home to Doncaster oh, Rovers. Northern clash there. Mm, absolutely. Right, next up. Oh, it's number 10. Number 10 is AFC. I'm, I'm not sure how you say it. AFC Fired? I, I reckon Filed. File. Oh, I, I, I never know how to. How to so I'm going to sit I, on the fence there. I, 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 do, I do apologise. I think there's um, any to, doubt, you say it as you see it, don't you? I think that's so. Let's spell it for the listeners, though. Yeah, so it's F Y L D E, so I'm going to say Filed. Okay. We'll go with that. They will play. If it's wrong, do tweet us. So They'll be at home to number 35. Number 35 is Wickham Wanderers. Ooh, that'd be a nice. Oh, that's Prime BBC One on a Friday night, that one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So we're about halfway through here. Still some big, big teams in the draw. Number 40. Number 40 is Exeter City. Ooh. One of Liam Trim's many. If we can see teams. Exeter City versus Yeovil, that would be a lovely tasty tie. Let's, let's see if that can happen. They'll play number 12. Number 12 is Shrewsbury Town. Ooh. That's another good tie. Yeah, not a bad. upset in that one as well. Home to a famous haunted prison, Shrewsbury. My hand's getting too uh, too big for this uh, <laughs> jar now. Number 23. Number 23 is Rochdale. Ooh, could be a trip to the Manchester environs for Yeovil here, let's see. Number 34. Number 34 is Slough. Ooh. <laughs> say, a tasty tie everyone yeah, will tune into there. Not I have one. to say a shout out to Slough because they beat Gainsborough 6-0 away and uh, they're actually in the division below them Wow! so a great result for them Slough got some real momentum then so number 32 now number 32 is Gillingham ooh could be a Kent tie our host Joshua Fordham knows all about them Gillingham will host number 5 number 5 is Morecambe Wow. Uh, again, another time. That's not a replay that you're going to want to have to go to. <laughs> yeah. So, next up. Number 18. Number 18 is Boreham Wood. Former non league rivals of Yeovil. Yeah. Where even is Boreham Wood? I'm not it's quite London. sure. What my London. Um, I believe Boreham Wood will host number 28. Number 28 is. Swindon Town. Ooh. Another West Country team there. Yeah. Visiting Yeovil soon, aren't they, Stephen? They are. Yeah, just in a couple of weeks' time. So, yeah, next up, Stephen. I've pulled them out. It's number six. Number six. Oh, it's a home oh, tie. Oh, it's a Hewish Park tie. I feel great responsibility now as I swirl the pot for the away team. Who will Yeovil play in our fictional FA Cup second round draw? It's going to be... They'll host number 20. Number 20 is Oxford City. Ooh. Oh, and Oxford, they knocked out Colchester at the weekend. So oh, it's a, a tough, tough another... game, but it would be home advantage for, yeah. for Oxford Oxford Town. Two, so I think. No, they're in the non-league. Oxford, no, Oxford City. Oxford City. Not, not Oxford United. Oh, my word, yeah. you confused me here. Oxford City. Yeah. It's just like the, the university town having Oxford oh, University the, and Oxford Brooks. The other Oxford. But... <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, we've only got a few teams left here. 
So they would be confident about that home tie, wouldn't they, Stephen? If that came well, out, so they, did, they did win away at Colchester on Saturday, so they've got the, they've okay, got, they've so got the makings of a giant killing the run. The fear factor you know. of the giant killer. I mean, well, I'm going to put it back to number one. Number one is Stevenage. Oh, yeah, we'll beat them comfortably a few weeks ago, of course, at home. Yeah. Stevenage will host number 26. Number 26 is Carlisle. Also, a long trip down to Hertfordshire for Carlisle. Carlisle, another team that knocked out League One opposition at the weekend. Number 19. Number 19 is Mansfield Town. We're down to the last few bits of paper. Yeah, so uh, Nottinghamshire side, Mansfield will play. Mansfield will host number four. Number four is Newport. Ooh. Again, England not versus Wales so. there. <laughs> not the most thrilling of ties. So there's some former Yeovil Town teams and um, players in that Newport squad. Just going to let you read this one out because I know it's number thirty-seven. It's Charlton Athletic, biggest team in the draw still. <coughs> <laughs> Like I said, there's some bias from our host towards Charlton Athletic there. So, home side for Charlton. So, easy route to the third round of the cup. see you shaking the there. Visit, visiting the Valley will be number three. Number three is Port Vale. Oh, that's oh, good. That's a tough an one. Easy, easy Robbie Williams' team, isn't well, it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Will they entertain Charlton fans? Oh, I knew that was coming. I think we're down to the final <laughs> two here. So, I'm going to... It's down... So number twenty-two, we're at home. Twenty-two. That's that's AFC Wimbledon. And so if I haven't messed this up, I'm hoping that number thirty-eight is the final final Number turn. thirty-eight. We'll and play. That's Wigan Athletic. So Wigan will travel to Wimbledon. That's a good tie. Yeah. So, well, thanks for everyone who has uh, stayed with us for about ten minutes. That's taken us to do that draw. So and we could clarify. Good tie set. Yeah, if you're just tuning in. Not the real draw. Not the real draw. We but thought fun. we'd have a bit of fun. <laughs> and we hope you had some fun listening to that and sort of got the excitement that came with uh, the second round of the FA Cup. Um, so do... You can hear our sports in. reporter shoving the numbers <laughs> back into the pot and, now. But do watch the actual draw, which is taking place at 7pm uh, tonight. I believe it's on BT Sport. Um, so do check that out. And we'll obviously have on the website who Yeovil Town are facing. And we'll upload all of these... Uh, well, We'll post a picture on Twitter of all the ties that we've drawn out as well. So let's move on to the actual game at the weekend then. Um, Yeovil Town won 1-0 over Southend thanks to a notice calm penalty. Um, Stephen, what were your thoughts on the overall Yeovil performance? I think they fully deserved it. Uh, it you sometimes get the sense, you know, when, when it is a lower league team knocking out a higher league team that they can ride their luck a bit. But for the large part of that game, it was not the case. Yeovil were probably the better team for at least 70 minutes. Southend did come back at them in the closing stages. Um, but really, you know, for the majority of the game, Yeovil looked good value for, for their win and they could have had another two or three goals as, as well so you know they, they did take the game to them and that was without their two key strikers in um, Zoko and Olomola as well and they mm. they, you know it was a really good accomplished display and um, they fully deserve their place in the second round Absolutely and you sort of, you wouldn't notice the the league difference between them I mean Southend are 11th in in League 1 and Yeovaltown 17th in in League 2 um, and we should probably mention Anthony Ware Anthony Wordsworth uh, jibed towards Yeovil Town um, before the game. What did he yeah. say exactly? Yeah, something along the lines of, we need to show why we're the League One team and why they're the League Two team. We're a better side. We just have to go and prove it. Well, 
I don't think you quite proved that one, Anthony. I think you know you might have to be eating those words really rather than uh, repeating them in future. I think you know sometimes you know just just you know if you have nothing good to say, don't say anything. Yeah, that sort of thing kind of gives you over a bit of a bit of confidence and a bit of yeah, let's go out and show show them. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a penalty that won the game for Yeovil in the end. So Liam, what did you think? Stonewall penalty. Oh yeah, for me, looking back at the footage of it, it looks like a definite pen. There's a tackle from behind and he's, and he's just brought him down. I, I, I agree with the decision and Otis Khan's tucked it away beautifully in the bottom right corner as well. A lovely pen. Yeah, and there was a, a shout in, earlier on in the first half for another penalty as well. Um, what did you think of that one? Do you think the referee made the right decision to not... I'm going to hand over pens? to Stephen on that one. Do you remember that one, Stephen? Yeah, I think it was... Uh... It was a 50-50. I think it could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, some people say it probably could have been given. Mm. I, I, I happen to think it probably, you know, I think the benefit of the doubt probably went to South End there and I mm. think it's probably fair on the balance of it. There weren't many protests from yeah. the Oval players there so they obviously weren't too upset by it but I think the key one was that the, the main penalty was given was a Stonewall penalty yeah. and the referee got it spot on and that's always good to see because there's nothing more frustrating when you do get a, you know, something that is a Stonewall pen and it's not given and, you know, I think... Full marks to the referee for getting out and right. Yeah, and yeah, full marks as well for Otis Khan for dispatching that penalty right into the bottom corner there. And it was a bit of a, a nervy moment towards the end of the match as well when Southend had a goal ruled out for um, a foul on the goalkeeper. I mean, sort of my first impression was it of it was it maybe a little bit soft because he does get I can't remember who the oval player was, but it looks like he does get a nudge from a Yeovil player which then sends him into the keeper I mean what were your thoughts on that one Stephen? I'll be honest at the time I mean I saw the push go in and I saw um, Arthur Krizak actually going back into the goal and my immediate thought was before the ball was bundled over the line was there's been a foul there and so when the whistle went it was no surprise looking at it there probably is contact from a Yeovil player but I think you know when you're in the box in the heat at the moment you do see Southend player go mm-hmm. into Krizak and you can see why they've given the foul there um I think it wasn't the only nervy moment though because Tom James brilliantly had to clear off the line twice um, in the last 10 minutes and you know that's the, uh, the virtue of always keeping a man back and always keeping a man there so when the keeper's beaten you've got that sort of extra security yeah. on the line to put the ball away. Absolutely and what were your thoughts on it then as well um, Liam? Soft or did the referee make the right decision? I, I, I'm sort of. I was with you with my first reaction, Josh. I thought it a little bit soft as the Southend player just sort of. He just sort of backs into the keeper. He's just sort of in his line of sight. He's backing into him, and maybe you're right. The actual impetus comes from a Yeovil player, a little nudge, taking him mm. back further. Um, but I mean, equally, I can see why the referee has given it. And obviously, as someone who wants to see Yeovil do well, please <laughs> said he did. Um, and but I think you could see it either way. I think my reaction. As a fan, or if I was Darren Way and I was going over that, I'd be like, "Well, listen, lads, we 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 should have dealt with that ball. Mm. You know, uh, it's a lesson to be learned. We got away with it on this occasion, and uh, like like Stephen says, clearly the effort was there to 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 defend well. It's a huge double save from Arter in the oval goal as well, and, and towards the end, by the look of it, um, and yeah, it just seemed like there was a bit more grit and resilience in the oval's back line at the weekend. Maybe it's that, like you say, those 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 comments from Anthony Woods were firing up the oval squad, and uh, good to see in the FA Cup. Yeah, they seem to have dug in towards the end of the game and sort of ground out the result and got the result that they they fully deserved in the end. I mean, it's now the second clean sheet at home for the Glovers, which, considering some of their earlier um, sort of 
um, conceding a lot of goals. Um, it's it's good to see. I mean, Liam, what do you make of the defensive problems that they had in earlier on in the season? Do you think those have been been fixed, or is it just a, a home form thing? Yeah, I mean, I think certainly that the home form would come into it, and I guess you know the first thing you'd say is let's not get complacent. Um, but it's, it's reassuring to see that there just seemed to be that a bit more desire and fight in the overall back line in the, in the last couple of fixtures at home. And um, that we, in this podcast a few weeks ago, we were talking about them, you know, putting their hands up for offside and stopping playing when they should be playing to the whistle. Things like where the, the blocks are coming in on the halfway line, but for some reason on the edge of the box when teams are coming to Yeovil, they've been able to get their shots in. This this weekend didn't seem to be the case, Stephen. I think a lot of uh, credit has to go to Omar Wimney, who who's come in the last three or four games and he's been outstanding. He was um, named man of a match on Saturday and fully deserving. He's he's coming alongside Nathan Smith. He's been a bit of a forgotten man, really, or you know, somebody who's always been in and out of his side, never really had a run to show. Um, how good he is, and, and now he's got that. He's really, you know, you can see he's growing in confidence. You know, he's he's six foot seven. You know, he's, he's a real imposing presence at the back there, and um, I think that's made a huge difference, and particularly at home. And I said this before the Chucky Trade game at home to Chelsea, but this is three home games in a row where Yeovil really had the opportunity to to build momentum, to go and really take the game to their opponents and try and get some confidence because mm-hmm. the games coming up in November are. A little bit tougher on paper, and and they've done that. I don't think you can fault them. I think the jury's still out for me on the defence simply because they haven't played away for so long, and it really has been away from home that the problems have been. The home form in the league has been good, so I think until they've played a couple of away games, and you know that that defence goes mm-hmm. to Carlisle on Saturday, and then comes to um, when Swindon come the week after, I'd like to see those defenders given another run out and see how they cope and then maybe make it making you know full conclusion what they've done but certainly the signs that we've seen over the last couple of weeks have been very promising and um, if they continue to play like that at home then they're going to you know they're going to beat many teams home and I, I think that if, you, if you're a team at the top of league 2 you, you're not going to want to come to Yeovil because you can you can see and you, teams like Coventry and Accrington have, have found out that mm. you know it's not an easy place to go and that if you don't prepare right you you will be beaten Absolutely, um, as as we said last week, that Yeovil's home form is one of the best in League Two. There, I think if you're just going by home form alone, they'll be around sixth in the table. But away form, they would be second from bottom in the league. So, yeah, it's it's away from home where they will be tested, and it'll it'll be interesting to see how they cope with um, the game against Carlisle, considering it's such a such a big trip, and they are coming back off. Um, two clean sheets so there will be a bit of confidence hopefully um, in the defence so it'll be interesting to see how how they cope with that and how they respond um, so fingers crossed they do um, they are able to cope with that and um, they won't be they'll be without Olamola and or Zoko um, yep. as well for the Carlisle game so that's going to be um, a big miss as well I mean how did the front um, the front line line up at the weekend, did they go three up top? They did, yep. They went with Sam Surridge up front and then um, Rhys Brown and Otis Khan either side of them and um, it, it worked well. Surridge, you know, he had, a, he had an outstanding game against Stevenage. So it was it was never, I don't think there was any, any, any doubt that Surridge would play in that game. Although actually, I'm going to correct myself here, there was because it took until quite late in the day for Bournemouth to actually give permission for Surridge to play, obviously, as a lone player. Yeah. And, it, and I think there was genuine concern from Darren Wade that he may not have been able to play, which would have left him with no strikers, which could have been a, a major concern. <laughs> yeah. I think you know, Darren knows Eddie Howe well. I think you know enough 
persuasion there, you know, got, yeah. got Eddie to change his mind and it, it it made sense for them to do that. I can't see Surridge, you know, he's on loan for the season, so it would have been pretty churlish of Bournemouth not to give him permission, yeah. to be honest. But to go back to what you said, I think that front three worked well. You know, Carney always know what you're going to get on the left, you know, he's one of the key players. Surridge was full on confidence. It didn't quite happen for him on Saturday, but, you know, he was working hard, trying to get into the game. And, um, and Rhys Brown, you know, when he's played out on that right at home, he's, he's generally done well. I want to also give a shout out to Jake Gray in midfield, who was superb. Came in midfield free and um, he had a couple of you know outstanding through balls. You know, he was always linking up play well. You know, he didn't stop running. And um, I think it's the best performance we've seen from him in the Oval shirt. So it'd be good, to hopefully, to see him get a run on the side and, and really begin to show what he's capable of. Because when he joined from Luton, you know, he had high rev- reviews from the... Um, from Luton fans who, who were quite sad to see him go. So for Yeovil to get a, a player of that calibre and to see him begin to show up potential is very pleasing as well. Yeah, and we should, probably shouldn't forget that um, it is the FA Cup and often you can't tell a lot from sort of results in, in the Cup. Teams quite regularly beat sides in higher divisions than them. I mean, Liam, do you think Yeovil fans can start to sort of look up the table rather than over their shoulder and think, well, we should really be be higher up the league given the last couple of performances. I mean, I'd like to say yes, Josh, but I think, I don't know, I think at this stage it's still a case of trying to build away from, like you say, the overall 17th at the moment. You've got to try and just put a little cushion between yourself and, and the drop zone, I guess, at the moment. But on, on the basis of the weekend performance, like you say, it's a cup game, maybe you get one-offs in the cup, but like Stephen said, they've got to start proving that their defence can, can hold out away from home. But the, the signs are good against a team like Southend because it looked like, from watching watching the game back, that Yeovil were, were counter-attacking really well with pace. And if they, if, they, if their defence can, can hold out and, and give them the platform to do that away from home, then there's no reason why Yeovil can't start picking up more points than they have been on the road. I think this month is huge because for games in order, it's Carlisle away on Saturday, which is never an easy place to go given the distance involved. Then Swindon and Notts County, both very high up the table, come to Hewish Park within four days. And then Yeovil go away to Wickham, who are up in the playoffs as well. So it's going to be a tricky run. And I think that this is an important few weeks. If they can get a couple of results against these teams and you know, really stabilise their position, then I think going forward towards Christmas, there will be that opportunity for them to climb the table. But we do need to be careful because if they... They can't rest on their laurels. They need to focus on keeping this momentum up because if they do lose those games and they're not easy games by any stretch, then all of a sudden it's going to be the case that they're going to be looking over their shoulder again. And I think what fans don't want is to see Yeovil drawn back into the relegation fight or drawn into one because I think, you know, if you look at the last few years, you know, mm. fans have had enough of that sort of thing. Yeah. It's why the crowds are down. It's why there's not as much interest around the club as there deserves to be at times. And... Um, and hopefully, you know, this month will tell us a lot, I feel, about the, the team and their character and how they will shape up going forward over the rest of the season. Because yeah, I don't think they've had a genuinely difficult run of games so far. It's, they've had a lot of teams who have been around or below them in the table at the time that they've played them. They haven't quite had that four or five games in a row against top-half teams or difficult sides. And this is where you're really going to find out how they're going to shape up, I feel. Yeah, and they're only three points above the relegation zone, so... 
have a bad run, lose three out of mm. those four games, maybe only pick up a point, which you can see happening because of the the opposition that they're going to face, and then they could be right right there in the relegation zone. So, but yeah, it's going to be an absolutely crucial time. You've also got to consider you. that Forest Green have won three in a row. They they've pulled themselves out of it. Port Vale have won. I think it might be three in a row as well. Their new manager. So there are teams below Yeovil who are beginning to climb the table, yeah. and they need to be wary of that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, all it will take is that sort of one one run maybe pulling together a um, sort of two or three wins that will lift them sort of to mid-table so it's it's very tight in there at the moment um, it'd be interesting to see sort of how that run of run of games goes I mean just let's sort of turn our attention now to the game at the weekend um, I'm going to turn to Liam first for this 700 around 700 mile round trip to Carlisle what sort of effect do you think that has on the players because if you were a sort of a rich side, if you think of like if you're a Man City or a Chelsea, even sort of Championship teams, they would fly that distance mm. um, to make it easier on on the players. But um, Diego Town obviously won't be able to do that. So yeah, what what impact do you think having such a long trip will will have on the players? Well, I think you know you raise a good point there about the, the standard <laughs> a, a, across the, the kind of the football league spectrum because even if you know, if a top side has a long trip, you often get a manager coming out post-match and they'll blame an error or, or something that's mm-hmm. gone wrong in the match on, on the fatigue of players travelling a long way in a short amount of time. So, so yeah, of course it's going to be a factor for Yeovil when they're having to do this all by road. Um, it's a long way to go, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Carlisle have been doing all right in the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the fact that it's a kind of imposing trip for the likes of Yeovil, it's the fact that Carlisle are a decent side at this level, Um and I think coming back to what Stephen's saying about this being a crucial month, it's, it's an interesting one because if you ever went to Carlisle this weekend and came away with three points and they kept the momentum going, uh, you could be looking at this month at the end of it of, of having a, a real run and, and transforming Yeovil's position in the league. But if Yeovil go to Carlisle and lose, they'll be looking at the next run of fixtures and thinking, right, if we can come out of this with five or six points out of these tough fixtures, then you'd probably be reassured by that. Mm. Yeah, and Stephen, you'll you'll be making the, the journey up on, on the Friday night. I mean, oh, well. doing such a long car journey is tiring enough as it is. But yeah, what sort of, I guess, same question to you. Um, what impact do you think it will have on, on the squad? One thing that, that Darren Wade does do, and he does... Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij Mijn Sim Only. Voor 12,50 per maand, onbeperkte minuten of sms'jes en 3500 MB 4G internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust weken. Kijk op ben.nl. 